Initializing recap. There's some things that are going on that don't really concern you. If you'd like to know, there was a former employee who was messing around with things that I would call quite unethical. An alarm begins to blare. Nitland's ID badge has been used to, to access the facility. This picturesque scene is directly juxtaposed by a absolutely mutilated corpse of a man sitting in the middle of the clearing. Ooh, okay. As you are clipped with this laser that seems to be coming from somewhere on top of the waterfall. You now see him stand up, spread those light gossamer wings, jump off a waterfall, and fly off. In the inside pocket of his, his, his coat, you pull it out and there is a letter. It says, get the data you left behind, or when we're done with you, you'll be begging to be fed to one of your monsters. Well, we keep asking ourselves what this substance is. After my brief time with it, I would say that perhaps we are asking the wrong question. Instead of asking what this substance is, I do believe the correct question is who it is. Recap complete. Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. And? Are you ready to rock? You know it. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. More importantly, are you ready to roll? Of course. I am. Let's roll. Actually, more ready than most nights. Whoa. Because it's not a night. It's, it's not night. It's daytime. I know. I know that habit. What is morning but the night of the day? Time is irrelevant a, to all uh, of us. I don't know. I think as a Solarian, the sun is just going to make me play better today. Oh, Damn. shit. So get ready for that, Dane. I am. I am ready for it. Last time you guys visited the Ark, you uh, hunted down a intruder, a former employee known as Nightland, uh, that had somehow reactivated their badge and snuck in hopes of finding some data. Last we left you, Dr. Ross just told you that the silver liquid you guys have been carrying seems to be more of a who than a what. What What do you, what do you mean? Well, it's hard to say uh, right now since it's, uh, you know, initial scans, but let me show you. And uh, she turns the screen around and there's like three different stations. There seems to be a, like a science station. There seems to be like an arcane station and there seems to be like a another sort of in between and she takes it to the middle one and she says the compound it seems like it's more of a less a chemical and more a organic fluid similar to what we would call blood but there's also something uh, quite unique about it and she presses some buttons and she shows you a scan when she sort of slides the silver liquid vial into the slot behind the computer and is it just gonna like zoom in and have Aslan's face there just like smiling <laughs> laughing <laughs> no when when she puts it in there's a small little bar at the bottom and it reads psychic prevalence and a little bar that keeps like pipping so you're saying this thing has some type of sentience to it it has 
consciousness of some sort. So what you're telling me is that we've been carrying around a part of Azen that may or may not be able to listen, hear, and think. It might not be Azen at all. Well, it yeah, seems to be... What if he's as controlled as everybody else? Well, then he's been controlled for a long time. When was the first time you saw the Silver Liquid, Merrick? Was it with us? Yeah, it was the first time I saw the Silver Liquid, but Azen has always had an off-putting aura and energy, almost like he's been mechanical, but so alive. Is he different now than how he used to be? Um, Dane, I don't think he seems too too different. No, the only th- he when you were like hanging out during your tempering, he never had the silver liquid powers. Like he was never yeah. able to do any of the things that he did. But in terms of like temperament, the only time he really sort of like seemed off was the first time you saw him on the cube okay. when he was like in that feral mode. But for all intents and purposes, he's he's the same as in every time you've met him after sort of like that calm, cool, collected, sort of charismatic. But he yeah, it, there there's no difference other than he now has these these silver liquid abilities. Um, I will say I tried so hard not to laugh because when you said he has an off putting aura, the way you said it, I thought you said he's always had enough putting. <laughs> like, what? like in golf <laughs> i was like what the fuck no like pudding like fucking oh. dessert i was like As what are you talking pudding. about i was it's so confused how did you coffee know at the time and i was like what do you mean he had enough pudding <laughs> how did you know it so like fully hurt my brain for a second <laughs> Well, I hope listeners from now on, whenever Azen appears out of nowhere, he's holding a holding a bowl of pudding. Oh, that's yeah, getting edited out hard. He's just got like a little snack pack. <laughs> Man, it's going to be wild because enough pudding is going to vary per person. So Wait, some what? people, it's going to be a lot of pudding. What flavor was it, Merrick, the pudding? Butterscotch. Silver. Damn it, he has good taste, too. We always knew that. All right, back on track. <laughs> we can- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe it's the morning. I don't know. We're waking up. So maybe this silver liquid is the one controlling Asin, but in all in my honest opinion, as well as I know him, this is I none of this surprises me. Like it's not out of his wheelhouse to be trying to overthrow this whole system. Would he be against a symbiotic relationship? I don't know. Because we have to realize that it was when I first met him that he killed uh, the form, like the former. What was the position called? Oh man, we probably shouldn't overseer. say that here. Overseer, the former overseer. Can so. can we assume that whoever this is part of it? You said it's still alive. Can they see through it, hear through it, track it? Unfortunately, that's going to take a little bit more time to to discern any sort of uh, what this this actually is capable of now. We do have another issue to deal with. Uh, we had a, a pretty uh, solid breach of security, which I thank you for dealing with. I'm willing to offer you a double of the credits you were originally hired for. I will be upping the contract price to 18000 If you can help me deal with this in a quick and decisive manner. Now, I will also say you have the option. If you would like me to keep working on the silver liquid while you take care of this task, I'm happy to do it. But if you would like to hang on to it until we can get this security threat under wraps, I also understand. Man, I do not feel comfortable leaving it 
vulnerable with someone out there right now. No. I hate that that option you've given us. <laughs> we'll take it. The last thing we need is this thing attacking you if it even has the capability. So I'll carry it just to be safe. You know, I, I hate to say that I think you've made the right call because if this is as serious as I may think it is, I certainly do not want the crosshairs on my back until we've taken care of them. I, hmm. A few, hmm. A few questions. Do you recognize... And I like describe the like three shield like symbol of the drones. Does that mean anything to you? She sighs and she says, I guess if you're going to be doing this for me, I should be a little more transparent. We were under the suspicions that Nitlin was working with a private defense group known as Phalanx. What you just described is their insignia. Okay, well, I can't remember if we told her that we encountered those robots. I don't remember either, so I will say that you are telling her now. Just because those were what we found by the waterfall, um, along with that assassin. Um, Dane, is that name familiar to us at all? Because I can't tell if I'm recalling it because we heard it or because it's a Demon Souls boss. No, you guys, I mean, like, you guys can roll culture checks on the, the name Phalanx now, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's not great. That's a nine. Okay. Uh, that's a 19. Okay, uh, Merrick, now that you've heard Phalanx, Phalanx, you're aware of them. They are a pretty well-known private military like defense contractor. They make drones, as you saw. They make droids. They make a lot of sort of like automated uh, war accessories, so to speak, like ways to fill out your uh, security forces and troops with automated stuff. That's sort of a pathetic name. You know, naming yourself after the greatest defense of formation and of historical warfare and then just building robots to go fight for you seems pathetic. So I will also say the reason they're called Phalanx is because it, the whole uh, like company philosophy is to minimize loss of life and therefore to pad out your forces with artificial. Pathetic. What used to be soldiers all putting their lives on the line at the same time together, that if one man falls, it crumbles. To take that and just build robots and have snipers. Well, I don't think the snipers involved, because otherwise, why go after me? But also, I feel like it's clear they want to diversify, not just robots, but also really buff sharks. Also really buff sharks. That's a good idea. Yeah. So do you think Mm. that's what they're here for? They're here for Neelands, his... Genetic code, his whatever he uses to mutate, is that why they're here? I would imagine so. That would be my guess. I would assume that he came back with a, a small force in order to get data or perhaps something he left behind and somehow was able to to reactivate his, his card, which is which is what I'm hiring you to figure out. How he was able to even get back in potentially implies that there is someone on the inside working with him. Okay. All right. All right. We need to check those to... computers. Yeah. ASAP. Do you want to travel with us to make sure you're safe? Or are you okay locked in here? I feel like I'll be fine. As long as I, I don't have what they're looking for. I think, I think that keeps me out of harm's way, but uh, I, I will, I will give you uh, some comms that we have so we can communicate uh, efficiently in here. And also, before you go, I have something that will help traverse in the arc a little more manageable. 
And she goes to her desk and she opens up a drawer and she pulls out a small uh, wrist mounted like bracelet computer. And she hands it to you guys and she says, we call these passports. They are able to create small interdimensional portals from one biome to another. They only work when you're inside of a biome. So just wander around the arc. You're not able to use them. But once you are in the the biomes themselves, you are able to traverse from biome to biome instantaneously. Are you able to track the usage of these? Uh, no, they're, they're, no, not really. All right. Um, we'll need the location of Neatland's office or where everything that was in his office is now is, whether it's in a storage locker or an evidence room. Yeah. Now, I would say I, I will give you a little bit of direction here, uh, gentlemen. Some things that would probably help you out would be to investigate his body which I believe Dr. Link is currently working on in the Med Bay. You can look into the security office and see how he was able to reactivate his his security badge. And as you said, his office, he used to work with Professor Gregerson, and uh, they shared a space in the menagerie. I really want to check that security office, if I'm honest. No, I, I agree. If we can figure out if there is a mole and who that mole is before we go around asking questions and turning our yeah. backs to strangers. I think that's the best bet. Yeah, I agree. I, I hand the passport to Durin to wear. Oh, great. Okay. I should put it on. Uh, there was not one for each of us, right? There's just one. Just one. And does that make a portal or just teleport the one person? So the way it works is it opens a door that exists for one round to a biome of your choosing. Oh, I'm so excited for the combat where we're just jumping biome to biome. Holy shit, yeah. I'm so excited uh, to be left behind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Don't leave me uh, in the Arctic, for for God's sakes. Yeah. You leave him where there's the scorching desert sun or nowhere at all. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a list of all those biome, biomes. Is there an 80s biome? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, no. Damn it. <laughs> How great would it be if there were certain creatures that could only exist in a replicated 80s environment? Yeah, I need a list of those biomes. Yes, if you would like to, you open up your computer and you get a list of the biomes that are in the Ark. And they are the one you've went to, the Miser Rainforest Pavilion, the Savannah, the Knee Preservation Authority Arctic Tundra, <laughs> the Tempest cool. Plains, the Boreal Forest... And the Mezo Botanical Gardens. There's no desert. Mezo. Mm-hmm. Mm. But also, Wait, no we, we were just in the Mezo Botanical Gardens, right? Or was you were in the rainforest? Rainforest. Okay. All right. We're security office. There's also a map of the Ark on the passport as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you can you can see where it is. Okay. Yeah, we'll follow the map and I'll lead on. Let's do it. Yeah. So you guys make your way to the security station aboard the Ark. And when you get there, there is a sliding glass door. And you see more of those people just kind of like uh, in those red jumpsuits uh, wandering around and doing their business. And there seems to be like a lot of murmuring about like, you know, oh, something's going on. Something's going on. You get there and there is a orc sitting in the like chair in front of the desk with all the monitors. And he is flicking through the various monitors onto the bigger screen and seems to be like intently scanning the facility. <clears throat> you really stumped us on this one, Dan. I mean, he's just hes just there. He just has his back no, to you, no. so he doesn't know you're there yet. Merrick, no, that's, you're right. Merrick, Merrick, what do you want to do with this? I don't know. I don't know. 
don't, I don't know how handle. we should handle this. Uh, I don't know. Um, hey, you over there. <laughs> oh, good, good start. Good start. Good start. He startle him and he like sloshes his coffee a little bit. He's like, oh, God. Oh. and he wheels his chair around. He's like, yeah, can I help you? Uh, we're here on special request. Okay. Need to take a look at uh, your computers. Uh, you need like, full access. Yeah. Okay. I'm not just, no. I mean, I can, I, I'll help you. Like, I know, you know, Ross radioed ahead, but I'm not just going to give you full access in the middle of a security breach. Like, we can work together. But What's I don't know. My name is Scrab Hornscale. Senior Officer Scrab Hornscale. Mr. Senior Officer Scrab Hornscale, it is a pleasure. I shake his hand. Uh, he shakes your hand. It may <laughs> seem it. abrupt, but we do need to look at it unadulterated without no, a... That's all right. I trust Scrab. Do we? Scrab, you've got a trustworthy face. I agree with my compatriot here. All right, Scrab. Okay, I, again, I'm not I'm not going to like be shady about things, but I'm just not going to give you three people who showed up the same time that something bad happened full access to our security system. Surely you understand that. Like, I will be the medium. You tell me what you want to do, and I'll do it, and we'll work together, but I'm not just going to be like, sure, strangers, mm. have at it. That That's what makes you a senior officer, Scrap. That critical thought of yours. You're goddamn right. This was a test. people had that, man, you're doing well. So you're here to look into Nitland's intrusion, yeah? Yeah. Um, more so uh, his pass, whether when it was activated, who activated it, who has the ability to activate it. Right. Exactly. So I've already looked into it, and uh-huh. the strange thing is, is the only people who can activate and deactivate badges are... Security officials, uh, any anyone on the security team can do it. Uh, any of the department heads and Doctor Ross herself; those are the the only people who can do it. And which one of those people seems the shadiest to you, Scrab? None of them. I mean, like we all. Everybody has a bias. Everybody has a bias, Scrab. If you had to do this, Scrab. Well, I thought you just said you trusted me. Life and is no, a roller I didn't, coaster, I didn't do this. It would. It would be no. That was another test. Jeez. How many security personnel have access to this? We have. I know, you said, we have security- I know you said all, but like, how many security personnel? Total? We have six, including my, or sorry, not including myself. So, so I oversee six security officers. Okay. Uh, when was his badge uh, re-enabled? It seems like this afternoon. Where were you this afternoon, uh, Senior Scrab Hornscale? Well, I was, I was off duty, mm-hmm. but I will tell you something that will is pertinent to this case. I shouldn't be in this office. It is not my job to sit and watch the monitors. That is the other officials' jobs. I'm more of a administration. I like to, to walk the, the arc and keep my eyes and ears open. The only reason I'm here right now is because Jory didn't show up for his shift. I think we have our suspect number one. No, no, hold on, hold on there. Maybe, maybe not. All right, tell me about Jory. I mean, he's a good guy, just... I've never had any problem with him. He's, you know, always always looking out for his the team, and I, I, I've really got nothing bad to say about the guy. I mean, this is the first vicious. time he's ever missed his a shift. What kind of background checks do you do on personnel here? Uh, pretty pretty extensive, including debts, friends, known associates. Came up clear. Hmm. History of, of volunteer work. He uh. grew up fairly wealthy, but 
rejected you know the, the the corporate wealth for the most part and set out on his own way he worked on the preservation councils for a while and uh, before coming over here to to do to do the work here now has anyone gone to check on jory that's the thing is we we can't find him and his uh bunk or wherever you guys you guys live down here obviously i assume yeah and his room, any sign of a struggle, anything out of the ordinary? Nope. I mean, so here's here's the other thing is when I got here, there was nobody here. So whoever was supposed to be working in the morning also was not here. And who was that? Uh, Sylvia. And have they been accounted for? As far as I know, uh, when I when I reached out to her, uh, she was she said she was feeling under the weather. This, but I talked to her. Yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to check in on her since then. Why don't you give us uh, directions to Sylvia, and we're just going to have a quick check-in. So, no one was in the office at the time that uh, the badge got reauthenticated. correct? Is that what you're telling us, or...? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I would say that someone would have had to be here to activate it, but when I got here, uh, after the attack, I came in to check in on whoever was working to see if they saw anything. There was mm-hmm. nobody here. And uh, can anyone confirm your story? Any uh, people saw you that that you weren't here? I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in the quad okay. with uh, with N- some people. N- names, please. He he gives you names. Okay, I take down can, names. Yeah, that you can check, and there is security footage also of him, okay. like talking to people and just kind of wandering around. You can follow his like entire day on camera mm-hmm. if you would mm-hmm. like to. No, 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 uh, it's okay. It's okay. I think Duran wants we trust to name every single person on the ship. So yeah, Dane, I'm gonna need yeah that's kind of where I am, and I don't mean to be. <laughs> it's weird. You cut out when you said names, so I would like the names of those 12 people in the atrium, please. Uh, it's actually 24 people in the atrium. There's exactly. a lot of people. I mean, you're, um, you're just giving yourself more work at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's you okay. can like he 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 like flicks through the footage, understanding what you're getting at, and you see him checking like. Mm-hmm. All like he's wandering around. He's checking places. He's he's talking with people. He's he's all over the place. But he he wasn't anywhere near the security office until after the attack. Okay. Um, Mister Senior Officer Scrab, my friend, hey, you you're, you you said yourself, your boots on the ground. You're you're wandering around. You're you're checking. Anything strange aside from the attack and mutilation that you've noticed? Uh, Nope, that pretty much tops the list of strange things. Uh, aside from that, Mr. Nitlin, are you familiar with them? Yeah, I know Nitlin. Now, do you know anywhere he would like to frequent or anywhere strange that he hung out because we might be looking for something that he seemed to have left behind? Um, no, I don't. I'm trying to think. I, he spent most of his time in Gregerton's lab they worked together that was where he's he spent most of his time he sometimes went out into the biomes to you know do things i don't know science stuff but any particular biomes or just kind of like them all nope just just seemed to be whatever but okay. i mean that, again that's that's not weird we all the reason we work here is because we all love animals and we love nature so even i go into the biomes every now and then just to take a stroll cody whispers in merrick's ear do we do we need a science officer or sorry a security officer um i don't i don't think so i think we're very good at the security part a science officer on the other hand okay i'll try to recruit dr ross 
Fred might be above our pay grade. Yeah, I don't think we could afford her. <laughs> Question. Uh, Sylvia, Jory, uh, we don't know their whereabouts. We'll look into that in a moment. But would have either of them have access to a passport? Uh, yeah, all, all of us have uh, have passports. Are you wearing your passport now, I'm assuming? Yeah, he's got his. Yeah, you can see okay. it. Okay, cool. And I will say, like, most people on the Ark have one. Oh, okay. I thought it was a rarer thing than that. All right. No, well, no, no. Just trying to figure out how people are moving around the facility, where they may have been, you know, things like that. All right. Let's go look for Sylvia. Sylvia or Jory? You can also look into security footage while you're here, or if you want to take a look, get like, check in with Sylvia and then come back with information, you can do that as well. Just to I, avoid ping-ponging, depending on what you want to do. That's fair. I do want to see uh, who came in and out of the security office around that time uh okay yeah so there's actually no camera in the security office but there is one outside the door yeah and you see a woman like you you go through and in the morning you see a woman enter uh she's a she's a blonde woman fairly built uh she goes in in the morning and no one comes in or out until after the attack where horn scale goes in Interesting. And the door doesn't open? Nope. She goes in and then nothing nothing happens there. Um, I will also say you can also look at the entrances and the entrance to the, the savannah. Or sorry, the rainforest. Yeah, I wanted to do a scrub through of people going into the biome we were in last time. Yep. So you pull up or Hornscale like taps on the computer, pulls up the footage of uh, when Nitlin's badge was flagged on the, the rainforest biome. And nothing happens. As in the footage is wiped? Nope. It's just a, like no one's there. Like he pulls up the exact time where uh, there's one screen that mm-hmm. shows like when hit, when the, the thing gets flagged. But on the screen, nothing is being done. Um, Darren, you're you're good at this stuff. Can you yeah, check that this footage is like to ask. Or, or something? Yeah, God I was about to. It. Do we have another fucking technomancer? No, no, well, maybe. Um, yeah, Dana, I would like to do a computer's check on that if that's okay. It's not a computer's check. It would be uh, for this. Um, if you're looking at the entrances to the to the facility, mm-hmm. it will be a perception check or engineering check. If you're looking at the at the biome, it's a survival check. On um, check, I mean the footage itself. Uh, yeah, if you want. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what am like I been doctored or whatever? Is it engineering or to check to see if it's been doctored? You could do a computer check on that. Sure. Okay. While he's doing that, I'll percept at what we're looking at. Hmm. 15. Um, I rolled a 25 computers. Um, all the computers seem to be working completely fine. There doesn't seem to be any. The footage is- I mean, I will, I will tell you right now, obviously something has happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because you can see that the badge is used and then but no one on the screen. So you know that the f- footage has been tampered with, but it seems like whatever they've done isn't here. Okay. Okay, Scrab, I think we're dealing with ghosts. Yep. Definitely. Uh, like ghosts. I said, if you, if you want to discern sort of what's happening, you have to roll some skill checks. Yeah, I rolled a 15 perception. Okay. I'll roll a perception during if you want to roll a survival <laughs> on the other footage. I don't really have survival, but I, okay, yeah, I'll give it a roll. I got an 18 on my survival. I got a okay. 16 on my perception. Okay, for the perceptions, when you're looking at the entrance into the arc, there is uh, two guards standing at the front, just kind of like standing at the, the door to the side. But what you notice is there is a blinking light on the door, and it blinks in a very predictable, like, blink, 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 
blink, blink, blink. And the double blink seems strange. So they took old footage and just looped it kind of thing. Or it just cut a bit out. And Durin, with your survival check, you're looking at the biome. And you can see through the glass door, and you can see a little bit of the biome inside. And you see one of those little white foxes that came up and looked at you when you first went in run past from bush to bush, leaving muddy footprints. And those footprints disappear. And then a couple seconds later, a little white fox runs past into a bush, and then those footprints disappear. And that happens as well. Okay. Ghosts. Ghost foxes. We're very good detectives. We were born for this. All right, All what right. kind of par- other paranormal things have been happening on this station? Hey, let's just do what we're good at. Let's go find Sylvia. So we're Technology has not been our strong point. Find Ghost. new people sort of is. Ghost elephant? Okay. Now, I don't know if you guys are being purposely dumb or if you <laughs> didn't pick my clues up. It seems to be some kind of loop, right? Yeah, no, 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 we, we like, got it. We got it. Loop. It's looping. It's looping. Okay. We, we know. We know. We're being. We're being. I just shits. wanted to make sure that I wasn't too obscure with my hints. There, definitely a ghost elephant. Honestly, Dane. Honest, like it's good on you for trying to make sure because we are dummies. I mean, you guys have made wild <laughs> leaps of logic, so I just wanted to make sure we're just that you far know. ahead of you, Dane. Uh, okay. We're just playing 3D chess. If you would like to go visit Sylvia, uh, you can. Yeah, let's go check out Sylvia. Oh, quick question: the uh, the blonde that went into the office that was Sylvia, correct? Yes. Okay, making sure. Because it's probably her, by the looks of it. Once again, you can use your passport to find her room. Hornscale tells you what room she's in. Before we leave, can we just take a copy of the footage showing her going in? Hornscale uh, grabs a little like data drive and loads the footage on and gives you a little data pad as well to play it. There, the fact that everyone has passports makes this so much harder. Hornscale, as you guys are leaving, says, Look, I really do not believe it's... It's Jory or Sylvia. They, I've worked them with them for years. They're good people, but I, I would really like you during all this. If you could, if you could find Jory, that would mean a lot to me as well. We'll do our best. What is Jory to you then? He's my friend. Okay, just, just asking questions. Hey, Scrap, Sometimes your people you think are your best friends turn out to be galactic supervillains. All right, so it's true. It happened to him. <laughs> that is. That is true. Also, sometimes the people you think are your family, then I guess put you in the storage locker and take your memories. So watch out for that one, too. You're pessimistic. Let's go find Sylvia. <laughs> we're unloading a lot of emotional baggage right now. We're, we're going to go. <laughs> have you, uh, look, it's none of my business, but have you guys tried therapy? Have you considered that? Cody, we should get a therapist for the ship. Isn't that just punching? There you go, Jory. There you go. You got it. Okay, yeah. Good, good luck, guys. Did the med bay come with therapists? <laughs> That's why there were two doctors. Uh, the body that we found, uh, was there anything? I know we I asked about like tattoos and shit, but like the clothes they were wearing, did it look like a... I just want to make sure that wasn't jewelry, if we could tell already. Uh, No. We don't know. Yeah, okay. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it, it, it was just like, just clothes. Most of it yeah. was burnt and Fair. there was no like discerning features. All right. All right. Let's head to Sylvia's. Uh, yeah, you guys, it, it's not far from the security office into sort of like the, the crew quarters. And you get to the, the door that leads to Sylvia's room. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Um, <laughs> inside, you hear, <coughs> come in. I and the door slides open. open. The door. Okay, it's ripped off. No, Rip open. No, yes, it, the door slides open as she lets you in. Uh, Sylvia? And as you walk in, it's a fairly messy 
crew quarter, there's a recessed wall where the bed is in. And there's a sort of uh, little kitchenette and a living quarter with a TV and a couch. And Sylvia is bundled up in her bed with uh, with like a big hoodie. And she's got like a, a hat on and she has like her hood up and she's like under all the covers. And she turns around and her nose is red and she just looks absolutely miserable. Yeah. Um, we're here as uh, special consultants for Dr. Ross. Uh-huh. I've got a feeling... Have you left this room today? I, uh, yeah, I, I tried to go to work, but I just felt like shit. And Jory, the sweetheart that he is, uh, took my morning shift. So you went into work? Yeah. How long were you there for? Um, Like maybe an hour before Jory came to check in on me. He brought me some soup. Like I said, guy's a sweetheart. He was working a double for me. Okay. Did uh, Jory seem different today? On edge? Sweaty? Not at all. No, he was, you know, regular bright old Jory. How did he enter the security office via passport? No, the passport's only working the biome. Yeah. Hmm. That we know of. Uh, I mean, he entered through the door, the only door to the place, yeah. What what time was this at? And what time did you get to work at? My my shift started around like 8 a.m. He got there around 9. Now, at 8, is that the time we have on the video? Yeah, she she's telling the truth. Okay. And you left through that door too, right? Yeah. Uh, Jory came in around nine and I, I uh, stayed and talked with him for probably like 15 minutes. I I felt really bad, but like I, I don't want anyone to work a fucking double, you know, but I just felt like fucking ass. Quick question. Clarifying question, Dan. Uh, when did Horn Scale uh, enter the office again? Um, it would have been after the attack. So like a couple hours later. Do you have a time? Um, it's not important, but I will say like a little afternoon. Afternoon. Okay. The reason the only reason I'm asking is because like I, I now we now have a period of time where the cameras were not working as they should be. Correct. Is there any other way to access the security computers? Um, like I guess you could probably you could if you were good enough at uh you know computers and stuff you could probably get in through like a main the the central mainframe or or like any any data point really but uh you'd you'd have to be real fucking savvy to do that would you think a specialist that builds drones could maybe be savvy enough uh, i mean yeah I, probably do, do either of you boys do you, do you guys have medicine is she faking this no, I don't um, think she's faking do it. any of us have medicine? I don't think we take good skills. I mean, I do. I have medicine, um, but uh, I'll take it just just to, to make Cody feel a little better. It probably only has like a 20 in it. Well, no, it's just I don't feel it's necessary, but I'll roll it just for just to make you feel better. All right? Um, I got a 30. Yeah, she looks like she's got a really nasty cold. Cody's just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. doesn't look like anything serious, but she's definitely she's definitely not feeling well. Have you been uh, off off the Ark recently? No, I think it was. I spent a lot of time in the Arctic Tundra the other day doing some repairs. I think I just caught a chill. Have you ever heard of chicken noodle soup? That's what Jory got me. Yeah, he knows He knows his stuff. And she holds up like a little crock pot, and it's clearly homemade, too. We're going to have to we take that to with us. Him. It's evidence. I'm sorry. No, she's sick. She... She needs it. She needs a soup, Durin. We're monsters. We're not that much of a monster. When Alpha was sick, I'd make him chicken noodle soup. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's I'm going a little overboard. Sorry, I'm taking my role a little seriously. Um, 
I think we should check the mainframe. Cody walks over and like taps, like pats her on the top of the head. And she's like, keep your chin up, buddy. You'll be, you'll be well soon. And leaves. Uh, th- thank you. That's very nice of you. Uh, before we go, just a, a quick question. Did anyone besides Jory see you between you leaving the office and coming back here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I passed a ton of people in the hall, like just, you know, people I work with. Okay, thank you. And I'll assume we're given names and, you know, we'll we'll do that. You know. Yeah, it's just like, I, I don't even know if she remembers, you know, like, it would be like, if you were walking through school and someone's like, who saw you during mm. class change and being like lots of people. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I understand. I, I have to remove everyone from this, from this uh, person of interest list. All right. Yes. A part of me feels like we're, we're, we're being too, <laughs> we're being overcomplicated. We're dealing with a robot specialist that designs drones. I feel like we should go check the mainframe for any kind of external attack into the system. Yeah. I don't know. What about Jory though? He seems to be a linchpin right now. Where do we start looking for him, though? Clearly, his room to see what if anything's weird there. But yeah, maybe you're um, right. Maybe the right mainframe's the right way to go. Is Jory's room on the way to the mainframe? I will say Jory's room is like a couple doors down. This is like the crew quarter, so oh, okay, he would be, yeah, he'd be staying. Let's hit it yeah. while we're on our way. For sure. All right. Uh, thank you, Miss Sylvia. Uh, we'll be yeah, in touch. No problem. Hey, if you see Jory, just thank him again. As we leave the room, I'm just gonna look at the guys, and I, I say, I have a feeling that Jory may have done more for Sylvia than make her chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. He may have seen something he wasn't supposed to see or noticed that something was wrong, went to check it out, and then now he's kaputskis. Yeah, my my bet is he's very dead. But I hope not, because he makes chicken noodle soup, and I don't think bad people do that. If not dead, he's at least compromised. Well, let's check his room, see if we can get a, a lead on him, and then hit the mainframe. Uh, yeah, you go a couple doors down, you find Jory's room. The door is unlocked, so you can go in, no problem. It is kind of the opposite of Sylvia's room. It is like super clean, spick and span. There's like a uh, eat, laugh, love, like little poster on the wall. There's a couple like motivational posters around. He's got a little journal on his desk, uh, like one of those like five minute journals. There's the remnants of homemade chicken noodle soup, all like packed up in Tupperware's cooling on the uh, the counter. Okay, there's a lot of potential here. <laughs> I mean, give there me some perception things. checks if you guys want. Yeah, I, I was about to. Terry seemed like he was on something there. And he just... I, I am in analysis paralysis right this moment. Oh, God damn it. Uh, that's a 10. So I will help one of the boys. Uh, I rolled a 17. Uh, okay, cool. With a 17, you could pretty thoroughly say that there is nothing out of the ordinary here. Almost like it's too much not out of the ordinary. No. Like it's unusually not out of the so ordinary. You- Give me sense motives. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, you know what? That's 15 minus one. Oh, minus two. So 13. Okay. 25. Okay. Yeah. With a 25, you've heard enough about Jory that everything in here seems exact. Like there doesn't seem to be any tampering. There doesn't seem to be any staging. There doesn't seem to be anything. If anything, the thing that's strange about this is he fully intended to come back and pack this chicken noodle soup up. But mm-hmm. didn't. Because if he leaves it out too long, it's not going to be good. I put it in the fridge for him. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really the the thing that stands out is it, it would appear that he was making chicken noodle soup for Sylvia. And when he got there, he realized how miserable she was and decided to take the shift on the spot. Hmm. So the thing is, you wouldn't leave food out for more than an hour. 
because then it gets into danger zone territory. Guys, I really don't think it's jury. I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> but that means he was intending. Maybe he left to come back. I checked behind the posters. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go mainframe. I want to check behind the posters real quick. I was being serious. Uh, okay, yeah, for sure. Give me a sleight of hand check. Oh, don't. 18. You try to get the posters off. He's done a really good job with sticky tech. Uh, you do <laughs> rip some of the corners just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, and it really does throw off the whole vibe of the room now. This immaculate room now have like, these little tears on all the posters. Oh, um, hmm. A real disrespectful move of someone's personal space. Um, and there's nothing behind any of them. Durham, what were you expecting? A tunnel? You know. Um, Underwater? I don't know. I was just checking, all right? This- as okay, everyone's giving me fridge. shit now, but then when I when I like check the one thing no one was expecting, and we get a clue. You're gonna be like, "Oh, good job, Duran." All right, so let's let's just move on. Cody just like looks back as he's putting the soup in the fridge and just shakes his head and he's like, "Dude, there's probably some hacker looking at us through the cameras right now. They just saw us <laughs> enter a man's room, Duran redecorated, and then uh, Cody puts soup in the fridge." Hey, that was nice of me. It's that meme where, like, escape room people watching teams on the fucking <laughs> monitor. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, hey, guys, it's actually just a, like a word puzzle. We're not hiding anything here. There's no secret key. It's like they said mainframe. Just go to the mainframe. I'm sorry for being thorough. I will also say that they said that, like, any of the data access points could be used. Hmm. Like, okay, is there well, a close data access point or how many data access points are there kind of thing? They're kind of, like, all over. The, oh the god so this is a there's like, task yeah there's like hundreds of them they're the the way that people like do diagnostics and stuff for the arc and believe it or not they do it a lot when you're in a underwater floating base there's yeah and any one of these places could have with a, a, a you know a, a savvy enough operator could have gotten into the security system from any of these Dane, Look, i feel I, like you're being too uh too subtle with your hints again no um, i think We've run into a dead end here, guys. I think we need to either go check the body or go and interview Professor Gregerton. Yeah, let's go check the body. All right. Yeah, you plug in the med bay. It gives you little directions, and you get there, and you see uh, Link has now put on his lab coat over his red jumpsuit. He's got a uh, pair of big goggles on, and he is poking around the body. Any news? Uh, well, well, well uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the DNA sequence is going to take a little, little, little longer. Uh, so we can't, we can't, we can't confirm his identity. But um, I mean, it looks, it looks like him. And uh, a, a quick scan, thankfully, his his face has been completely uh, uh, removed. So I was able to check dental records, and this is Nitlin. Are you positive? Um, he looks down at the like ghastly grimace. He says, "I mean, it, it was pretty easy to." To do the, the dental scan, considering his teeth are I- I- absolutely exposed. Well, that's good. Mm. Cause of Him death. And jewelry don't have the same teeth by accident, do they? <laughs> that's ridiculous, Merrick. <laughs> no, I You're think right. I should check the posters in the room, Duran. <laughs> guys, guys, we're falling apart. What was the cause of death? Well, it, it, I mean, he, he lost a lot of blood. He's missing a, a considerable amount of limbs. And it, it does seem like his face was melted with some sort of uh, fire. Um, um, I, I don't know if, it's, if it was a weapon or perhaps a fire-breathing creature. We do have a, a couple of those, especially in the rainforest. Fun. Wouldn't he be trained to avoid creatures like that, having worked here for quite a while? 
Yeah, but I, I mean, like, you know, there is a little, little bit of caution that has to be taken when you're dealing with wild animals. I mean, you, you could be the best zookeeper in the world, but a, a lion could still rip your throat out. That's fair. So a lot of injuries. Did all of them happen when he was alive or are they like more so just animals came around and tore him apart later? It, it, it all seems to be pretty much at the same time. Yeah, he got fucked up. That's really unfortunate. Anything else you can tell us? I, you, you'll have to give me a, a bit more time before the DNA sequencing can come through. But I can say uh, with dental records and sort of what we knew about Nitlin, this this is him. Okay, well, uh, buzz us if uh, if you find anything else out. You, you, you'll be the first to call. Perfect. I mean, well, uh, first I'll, I would talk to Dr. Ross first. So you'll be the second I'll call. Hmm, less perfect. All right, let's go talk to what was he? What was his partner's name, or whoever he shared the office with? Uh, Gregerton. Gregerton. Yeah, Professor Gregerton. Okay. I hate all these dead ends. Yeah, I feel like we're not making much progress here, but hopefully that is Nitlin. Although, if he's dead, maybe it means they got his files already and they don't need them. So that's not good. Sorry to interrupt. I just before we leave, I just did Nitlin have a passport on him? Uh, he did not. I have a I have a new terrible theory. This is a very violent death, right? It seems out of character for drones to have murdered him like that, who was working with. So what would have killed him? What if Neatlin left some kind of super creature? Hmm. There's some kind of super mutant monster around that turned on him. That's what he came back to get. And now that thing could have a passport and know how to use it. Damn. I guess that's fair. How Do we know? I guess we can't necessarily ask this here, but like how smart were the things he was making? We'll have to ask Gregerton. I mean, you also fought the shark, right? So... Well, I know, but that's just like one example, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't really know how smart the shark was, though, really. That's true. We didn't give an IQ test on the way out. That was my next move, and then we killed it. Let's go talk to Gregerton. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Space GM Dane here to do the things. First and foremost, we hope you are enjoying today's episode. Second, a brief apology. Uh, I'm really sorry the episode is a little shorter than we like. Uh, We had a bunch of technical issues uh, during the recording of this episode, and it made it difficult to gauge how long the episode actually was. So by the time I edited out all the technical problems, uh, it's a little shorter. And... uh, I think the next episode will be a little shorter as well because we had similar issues, but hopefully we've solved that and hopefully going forward, we won't have to deal with those problems again and we go back to our regular episode length. Also, I'm an idiot. I saved over last episode's project file, which is why the recap this week was a little a little rough. So my apologies for that. Other than that, we would just like to say, if you're enjoying the show, we would love to see your support on the Discord. Head on over to noquestcast.com, click the Discord button, join in. You can do all the fun things that we've talked about in the past, helping NPC names, sharing pictures of your adorable pet, sharing your theories as to what you think is happening. Now is a great time to jump on board the fan theory train because, one, there's a lot of mysteries afoot. And two, this arc is when things start to really come together. So a lot of theories might actually be proven or disproven by the end of this arc. So once again, noquestcast.com. Click the Discord link and join in. And finally, myself and the boys would like to wish you guys a very safe and happy holiday season. We hope it's restful and relaxing, and we hope you get to spend time with the people that you love. And no matter what you celebrate or don't celebrate, just know that we are wishing you the best.
Thank you very much, and we will see you in two weeks' time for the final episode of 2022. And in the meantime, please enjoy the rest of the episode. You guys make your way over to what everyone calls the menagerie. The second you open the door, the room seems to expand into what is a space much larger than you would expect it to be and a much larger space than it should be, considering the where it is. And you walk in and this research space is filled with uh, various sizes of tanks and cages, all filled with diverse ecosystems to sustain whatever creature is inside. Uh, there is one wall at the far back dedicated solely to the impressive myriad of plaques, diplomas, PhDs, doctorates, and awards that the professor has earned over his illustrious lifetime. A number of smaller animals, birds, reptiles, uh, slink, flit, and lounge around the facility, some scampering away when you enter, others approaching cautiously out of curiosity. The professor is at a workspace, sort of in the center of the lab, uh, and there is a bright-colored parrot sitting on his shoulder and a small bright pink rodent hanging out of his back pocket. There is a large 10 by 10 plastic cage hanging in front of him on a hydraulic lift as he studies the creature inside. When you walk in, the creature that is currently inside of this cage is a, a lilac purple cat who is so thin that you can pretty much see like its ribs and vertebrae. It has a wide face with a black mask around its eyes and two foot long ears that stretch pretty much all the way back to its hind legs. Its tail is wire thin and ends in a sharp diamond shaped quill. When it sees the three of you guys enter, it begins freaking out. It begins like slamming itself against the side, but right before it hits the wall, it like teleports into another place in that cage. And it's just kind of like blinking around like Nightcrawler style, like bamfing around. And then when it realizes it can't get out, it like backs up to the back of the cage and its jaw unhinges, drops to the floor and pretty much becomes the size of the cage as it seems to be like trying to inhale the, the wall of the cage and you guys. What the fuck? Like Kirby yeah. style. Holy shit. All right. I've got a feeling um, the giant mutant monster plan is probably a pretty good idea of what's going on here. Do we get the idea that the bamfing is the creature or like a protective measure in the cage to stop it from reaching the edge? Uh, it, it's 100% the creature. Cool. It seems like whatever this cage is made out of is stopping it from teleporting okay. out. Yeah. Wow, that's a really cool cat. The professor whips around and he says, you've upset the specimen. Get in here. Come on. And mm -hmm. as you walk in, uh, the professor closes the door behind you. Into the cage? That doesn't seem like it would upset him. Into the less. room. Into the room. Oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt your research, Professor Gregerton. Professor Charles Duncan Edgeworth Farsbang Gregerton III, Esquire, PhD, MD, GGS. A beautiful name. Thank um, you. Where I'm from, that would you'd be a very impressive individual with that kind of name. Doesn't matter where I am, it's an impressive name no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I pointed all the like plaques and awards. He flaps over with his like duck feet like a I love that he sucks so bad. I love it so he much. He 
extends his hand. And he is so far the only person you've seen not wearing that red jumpsuit. He's got a lab coat, but underneath he has like a three-piece brown wool suit. Of course. Professor, we're here as special consultants for Dr. Ross. Yes, she she said she would be stopping by. Yeah, we're investigating the whole uh, Neatland debacle. Yes. Noticing some hostility. Were you uh, were you not friends with Neatland? Uh, quite the opposite. I was quite quite close with Neatland, and his betrayal and should we say transgressions sort of kneecapped our progress. Ever since his bullshit that he pulled, I haven't been able to get the funding, I haven't been able to get the resources, and our research has pretty much come to a screeching halt. Obviously, you know he came back today. Yes, I've heard. What? What? Can you have, do you have any of the faintest idea why he would come back here? Why he left? This is, this is difficult to say. I mean, he was, he was doing things behind my back and certainly using facilities that aren't in my lab, I would have known if he was making the abominations that he was making. Now, you mentioned our progress. Was there a project you and him were working on together? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. And he takes a step back and extends his hands to sort of point out all of the animals that are currently in this room. And think like like the Collector from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just this huge room with various sized tanks and, and like cages and stuff. And all the animals seem to be taken care of, like very well so. Like they're all in almost like perfect reconstructions of their natural habitat. Um, and so like you've got like a big rhino that has a cage, like way bigger than any of the other things. And then you've got like little aquariums and you have you know you've got all these different cages and stuff holding animals and Gregerton walks around and he's like you see we were working on gene therapy so that we could take the naturally occurring resistances immunities and abilities and find a way to transpose those into modern medicine for example and he walks over to a tank of water and inside there is this fish that as you approach, uh, Gregerton taps very gently on the glass and it startles the fish a little bit and it swims over to a little bit of coral and completely blends in. And he says, this deep water species, the corabellum, is famous for its camouflage abilities. But did you know that it's actually deconstructing and reforming its scales in rapid succession to blend in with its surroundings. This sort of thing fuck would be off. vital. Oh, fuck. This would be vital in treating chronic skin diseases. The armored scolin has a natural resistance to all toxins thanks to a gland that can synthesize an organic antitoxin almost immediately. Imagine if we could find a way to utilize these natural miracles oh. in modern medicine. Imagine the lives that could be changed. I really oh. like to imagine that while he's talking, both Merrick and Duran are like, oh, fuck. It's <laughs> just like, huh? We're just um, like, because oh. I think Merrick and I are on the same wavelength here. Professor oh, I think I am too. Um, really sorry to interrupt. Your research sounds incredible. Um, so to sort of deduce what's going on here. So Gregerton, that's your name, sorry. Neatland was taking this research that you were going to try to use for medicine but he was using that concept to take powerful survival, like means of survival that some creatures have, and he was sort of transposing them onto or mixing them together to make hybrids. Correct. 
he would take the like like you said he was taking our research and using it to create abominations of nature and it would be one thing to do this to affront nature in this way but we were not complete this 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 technology was all theoretical we were in the study and discovery phase he was putting into practical use which let me show you and he uh, flaps on over to his terminal and puts up a huge hologram display for you guys to see. Pr- Professor Charles Duncan Edward Farsbane Gregerton the Third Esquire PhD MD. GGS. Everyone always forgets the G- GGS, but yes. GGG or GDS? DG. DGS. Okay, I'm so sorry. I understand how hard it can be having a long name. Are there creatures that, say, lose teeth and grow them back that you were working on also, perhaps? I'm sure there there are, but I, I don't... Sharks. Sharks? Yeah, sharks. Sharks maybe do that. Dane, the DM, does not know if that's how sharks work, but... Sharks have rows actually to replace itself, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah that is a thing. Because well, yes. Cody's thinking that would be a very easy way to fake dental records with a charred corpse. Oh. I don't know if it's that complex. I think the creature got out of control. I or think it's just become the creature. I don't. Um, I think it's just us stuck on this giant... Anyway. All right, sure. I, anyway, example. We have an example. Yes, if you don't mind. Uh, he points to the screen and he says, You see, when you take genes from one creature and put them into another, the mind can't reconcile the, the fact that it is now two different things. The physiology rejects it, and until we can find a way to merge both the mental aspect and the physical aspect and the chemical aspect, these creatures are living in absolute constant agony with both mental anguish and physical pain as the shells constantly fight against each other and he pulls up a a just like a a thing of the a gorilla and a shark and merges it together in the the shark gorilla that you fought and the second those two sort of meet in the middle and fuse all kinds of warning signs pop up things being like you know liver failure and blah 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 and like things just like pinging and, and bleeping and he closes the screen and he says what nitland has done has been an insult to our research and an insult to the natural way what if nitland succeeded in the sense that he found a base that was adaptable do not don't get me wrong. Nitling succeeded. He he did his goal. You saw the creature that came out of the water, the, the Sharkrilla and, and the others that he released in the facility that we had to put down. They were successful for what he wished to do. It's just a terrible existence to be. What if he made the perfect killing machine? Uh, is there anything he was working on, like focusing on like a special pet project of his? No, I mean, he. if I knew he was doing this at all, I would have stopped it immediately. Everything he's done has been behind my back. So I will say he's probably got a secret lab somewhere where he was doing this beyond prying eyes. Any idea where that might be? I couldn't begin to guess. We might have to go back to security. Uh, I guess it depends on how far back the recordings go, right? Well, See why else he... would he be in the rainforest biome? Mm, yeah 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 maybe we have to go back and and check that out a little more thoroughly oh it's totally behind the waterfall did we not check behind the waterfall i don't think we checked behind the waterfall god damn it how could we not we would have done it i think or niall did check behind the waterfall actually oh wait did (laughs) i I think i did oh okay never mind yeah all right thank god at least we're not stupid 
And we did dig a bunch of random holes, so... You did also <laughs> dig a bunch of random holes. Uh, okay. We're idiots. <laughs> we're so not smart, man. We're not... No, we're not good detectives. The the cat in the, the cage, once again, is, like, freaking out, and... Uh, Does it just hate people, or...? It's a very temperamental species. As you can see, it has some incredible properties that would make life easier... It's able to reconstruct and deconstruct itself almost immediately, giving itself a simulation of teleportation. But really, it is regeneration. If we could find a way to use this, we would be able to recover lost limbs, uh, damaged organs. Half a face? I'm sorry? Half a face. If half (laughs) your face was missing, could you recover it? If half your face was off? Theoretically, yes. You, you could probably do that if the, the thing didn't kill you. If it killed you, then I think you would be dead. Wait. Well, here's a, here's a quick question about it. And when it teleports, is it literally creating a new version of itself? <laughs> no, it's, it's, okay. it's moving its molecules very quickly from one okay. place to another. Okay. With this technology, would you be able to swap faces between two people oh damn it a sort of a face off scenario gregerson just stares blankly at you it's all coming together okay uh it's a yes or no question gregerson it's a yes or no question no this isn't a did you you can't just take your face off and replace it with another face because you're moving molecules that already exist no okay Hmm. that's a relief we're dancing around the answer here, boys. We need to find this lab. We need progress. Gregerton, right. anything suspicious Nitlin did when he used to work here? Any place he went regularly? A favorite pie home, perhaps? No, unfortunately, he, he, he was just like a normal guy. Now, when we use the passports in the biomes, is it possible he added another location? Is it possible mm. that there's a secret biome that he can teleport into or a place in a biome that is otherwise inaccessible that would be difficult because the passports all use the same directory so if he made one there would be it would it would show up on all the lists can we do a quick computer check on the passport sure just uh you know 28 Durin, as you're flicking through you get to the root of the directory and you realize that there was a hidden location (sighs) Mm mm-hmm that has been removed. Wait, who removed it? What? Mm-hmm. Wait. I, yeah, I mentioned it to the party. I did 100%. You, get, like- you get like uh, like a, a list of, of previous things. Mm-hmm. You see that there, there was one that was hidden from everyone else mm-hmm. and that it has since been deleted. Any way we can recover that information? It <sighs> seems like no. With a 28, no. Shit. And that's okay. and that's not saying that a twenty eight is not high enough. I'm saying that with a twenty eight, it's high enough to know that you're you can see like the ghost. You, it's almost like you can see like the recycling bin mm-hmm. situation, but it can't be recovered. So there does seem to be uh, a secret lab somewhere that someone was using a passport yeah. to access. Shit. Okay, that's at least a lead. Something we can work with. Now I wonder if we could get a a ship maybe and do a perimeter sweep around the installation, maybe see if there's been anything added that is visible. I feel like that's noticeable. I feel like it's... Yeah, I will, I will say that, like, with the way the passports work, it's probably what you guys suggested, that within the bio- one yeah. of the biomes, there is okay. there is something that, like, usually can't be accessed. Mm-hmm. Like, the rainforest and- is the obvious thing. 
well, if it can't be accessed without a passport, we don't have the ability to find out where it was on our passport. Because he could have easily just passported to that biome to well, get away like from something. Well, that maybe we need... it, or it's still loose in whatever biome it was loose in. Maybe we need to talk to Ross and see if she has any. At least now we know something. Yeah, I agree. Okay. As you guys are leaving, everyone give me a perception check, please. <laughs> Nat one. <laughs> 17. 26. Uh, Merrick and Durin, you notice that on your way out, there are three empty cages. There is one labeled. Mm. It's a it's a very small cage with like kind of like a deserty like woodland area kind of thing. Uh, and it says the barb tongue bog toad. There's a wintry underbrush cage that says the albino, the albino tundra hopper. And then there is a big savanna that says Defrex. Excuse me? Hey, Gregerson. Gregerton? Sorry. It's been a long day, Gregerton. Um, what's uh, the whole dealio with these three empty cages? These were creatures that Nitlin had stolen or released during his escape. Hmm. What happened if you put three of those together? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Gregerton shrugs and says, something real bad, I would assume. God. Can you tell us what these creatures do? He walks over to the bog toad and he says, the barbed tongue of the bog toad has a sedative in its barbed tongue. Should it attach itself to a victim, it can sedate and possibly even drain its victim of vital fluids. And walks over to the tundra hopper and says, one of the fastest creatures of its size the tundra hopper is able to jump incredible heights has incredibly powerful legs and an agility that is hardly rivaled and then walks over to the defrex cage and says the defrex is the definition of an apex predator ferocious uh, strong and headstrong when it comes to attacking its prey uh, maybe you boys can remind me, was uh, Neatland missing blood when we found him? Like, there was no blood in the area, right? If I'm they, remembering correctly? Yeah. They did okay. say he was missing a lot of blood, but he also cool. did lose a bunch of limbs, so I don't yeah. know if that's what they meant, or... But there was no blood in the area, right? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. All are right. we thinking Sweet. Tundra for the hopper? What was the middle? Where was the middle one from? Oh, the well, hopper was from the Arctic. Uh, the frog was from the desert slash slash forest, and the Defrex mm. is from so Savannah. Either way, he picked three from different regions. It's probably an extremely adaptable creature at this point. I think we need to talk to Russ. And yeah. Assume. Yeah. Okay. You guys leave the lab, and as you guys are walking out, you almost see the the space collapse again as the door closes. Wait, what? Yeah, because it's like a weird like. Uh, if you no want to ask him about thing. it, you can before you leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the deal with your lab? Is it some kind of null space thing? It's, a, it's an extra dimensional uh, spell I put on the place. It's uh, it's tough to do research when you have species of various sizes. If I were, I would need a, a whole biome to myself. So instead, I got the permission to expand my, my laboratory magically. And uh, you were the one that did this or did Nitlin? I'm sorry? You were the one that did this expansion, or Nitlin? Oh, I have a doctorate in extra-dimensional spaces. This was all me. Such as a space you might put a secret lab in, perhaps, somewhere? Maybe? I'm going to sense mode of him to see if... 
Sure. I trust this. Oh, it's a fucking nat 20 right there. Um, he seems yeah. a bit uncomfortable about your line of questioning. And, and like he, he doesn't really want to talk about like secret labs. I turn to the boys. I'm like, this guy doesn't want to talk about secret labs. Why is that? Um, <laughs> I close the door we were about to open. And then I turn around and I look at the professor. Now, he, the total he, is only 18 with that nat 20. Just a heads up. Yeah, he takes a couple steps back and he says, Listen, I understand what you're thinking here, but this is not the situation. I have perhaps went over my budget of how much extra space I was allowed. Meaning you are in the monetary hole or there's extra danger? Meaning that perhaps I've used resources that weren't meant for me to make my lab bigger. And who did you take those resources from? Just here and there. Labs that weren't using them. Uh, systems that weren't being used. I just... No one is suffering from this, and I am greatly benefiting, and therefore humanity benefits from it. This is a victimless crime. Give me a reason not to report this to Ross. Listen, Ross is already up my ash because of what Nitlin did. If we give her one more reason to shut down my department, she will, and that will throw away all of this research. All of this progress. We could be curing diseases that have no cure. We could be changing the world for the better. Fine, we'll think about it. But if you think of anything else that you could tell us about Neatland, you radio us right away, okay? Absolutely. It would make it a lot easier not to mention this to Dr. Ross is all we're saying. If I think of anything, look, yes, I... I will, I will do something. I will do an extra-dimensional scan. See if I can find any traces of extra-dimensional spaces in any of the biomes. It'll take a while, but I will, uh, I will divert my attention from my progress and my research to help you. That would be very much appreciated. I sort of forget what we were just talking about. Hmm. What, uh, what was that? Weird. Now, if you don't mind, I have to get to work. And he, like, waddles away. Don't you'll start Terry off again. I keep forgetting it's a duck and then <laughs> things like that happen and it makes me so happy. Yeah, you guys get out into the hallway and begin making your way back to Ross is what I assume that's where you're going. Yep. Yeah. You pass a bunch of more people in the hallway. There's two dudes in orange jumpsuits who walk past you and they kind of give you a nod. Do we know the significance of orange jumpsuits? Yeah. What does orange mean? Hmm. Merrick, give me your perception check. Oh, God. Are they really that bad, though? Are they sneaking in and getting the wrong jumpsuits? Um, 18. They're colorblind. Um, as they walk past you, uh, one of them bumps into you. Oh, son of a... Oh. And they look at you and they say, sorry, and uh, keep walking. I don't know if I'm metagaming or not right now, dude. <laughs> well, don't worry about that, Terry, because um, as you're walking, Merrick, you get the feeling that, like, maybe you should check on the silver liquid. Oh, God. Yeah. And when you reach into your pocket, it's not there. I turn around and I start running. I just run after him. The second you guys turn around, they clock you and they begin running as well. And they dip into one of the biomes. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we're, we're jumping right through. Fuck that. Let's go. Are you ready for a bio chase? Biome chase? Yeah. You guys chase in after them. And you enter into the Mesobotanical Gardens. And Cody, you feel like you might have been here before. Ooh. There is something incredibly familiar. And then you realize that this is a very close proximity to the gardens on the estate that you grew up on Damn. with Alpha. 
Oof, that's going to hit him pretty hard. As you see the two dudes in the orange jumpsuits disappear into a hedge maze. Oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I can run four times as fast, so I'm just (laughs) going to start gunning it. Unfortunately, the hedge maze has twists and turns, Merrick, and you need a straight line to run. Ah, I see. Um, So the way this chase is going to work is I'm going to give you some options, some skill checks if you meet the DC, you'll gain Mm -hmm. ground. If you don't, you'll lose ground. And uh, if you come up with something that you want to do outside of what I've proposed, by all means, pitch it to me. In this scenario, you can do a survival check to follow their footsteps to see the path they're taking through the gardens. You can do a perception check to try to see if you can hear where they're going. Or you can do an athletics check to just brute force and just run like head down and see how fast you can go. Uh, who are you asking for these? Or all three mean, of like, you have to give me. Okay. Yeah, all three of you have to do something. Uh, uh, well, I will definitely athletics. Uh, survival, 100%. I got a 20. Um, I got a 20 as well. Dern? Um, I got a 17. Okay. Dern, you see Cody and Merrick just book it. Just fucking all <laughs> ass. Disappear into the maze. Um, and they go two different directions because they're just running as fast as they can. And you lag a little bit further behind as you're spending a little bit more time trying to follow the tracks. You end up on the side with Cody, but uh, you you are a little further behind them as... Cody, you see them open up a portal and jump in through to what looks like a a fairly dense forest in front of a a raging river. Uh, I yell, this way. I change direction. Following. Can I move through it? Um, No. So the way this is going to work is you're going to have to guess which biome they just jumped into. Mm -hmm. And then activate your portal to jump through as well. I was always, right, well, I was always terrible forest. at where in the world is Car- Carmen San Diego. Just saying. Yeah, boreal forest for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. I, I I punch it into the the passport. Um, but because Duran is the last one to get there, they their portal closes before yours opens, um, and you jump through. And it's this like perfect rectangle that just cuts through the air, and it, like shimmers on the other side that you can see. So you jump through into the boreal forest, and then. The temperature changes immediately. The temperature drops. You can now see your breath. And in front of you, you see them crossing over this like raging hundred foot river that ends in this cascading waterfall that drops several hundred feet into jagged rocks. The ways across are a tree that has been knocked over and it is uh, small and thin. And then you have these large, slick rocks that you can jump across. So you can either give me an acrobatics to bounce across the tree or an athletics to jump from rock to rock. Uh, Can I use my uh, grappler to grapple across? I don't think you I don't think it's 100 feet. I think the grappler is 50. Well, I'm acrobaticsing 100 percent. I'm going to go into graviton mode and athletics across. I will also athletics across. Okay. here we go. 28. Perfect. Cody. Uh, that is a 26. Amazing. Durin? 30. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. You guys uh, are starting to regain the ground you lost in the maze. And as you see them open up a portal and jump through, a sloshing of water comes out as on the other side you see a raging storm over a plateau. Oh, I assume oh, Tempest. Tempest, Tempest, Tempest Fields or whatever it was. Yeah, you, you jump through and it, the sky is dark. It almost seems like it's nighttime. 
as the this torrential rain is just pelting down. It's very hard to see them, but it looks like they have changed shape, and you can now see that light gossamer wings, what the sniper had when he flew away. <sighs> and they are now larger creatures. But as you guys are running through this completely empty plain, you pass by a massive tree that gets struck by lightning. Everyone has to give me reflex saves, please. Mm. This is why I entered Graviton mode. Oh, it's my best save. Why are you doing me dirty like this? Uh, 16 for Merrick. Okay. I got a 19. Okay. 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Duren, you take four points of damage as a large branch of this tree cracks mm. off lands on you and pins you to the ground. Oh, fuck. I'm going to uh, rip off my passport and just toss it at Merrick. We can't leave you, Durham. Just in case. Are we back in, in movement? Do we take any damage? Nope, you guys are fine. You see the two people. They open a portal like above them and fly up through it. Can we see what, what it looks like on the other side? Uh, yep. It looks like a like a thick tree canopy. Rainforest. What's the other ones that's left? Uh, rainforest, Arctic Tundra, and Savannah. Yeah, it's Rainforest. Okay. Go um, ahead. I'll jump through the portal as soon as I get out of here. We only uh, have six seconds. I'm going to grapple uh, Durin and try to pull him out from under. Okay. Do you want me to roll a uh, Just g- Give me a strength check. Sure. Oh, g- give me an athletics check. Okay. Athletics check is 29. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you managed to pull Durin out. <sighs> Come on. Thank you, Cody. Hey, no worries. We, we stick together. Okay, I activate the passport to Rainforest. Yep, perfect. Uh, you make it, and as you jump through, uh, you realize that what they were flying, and the portal opens up a little higher than you want it to, and you guys begin falling through the tree canopy. Uh, can I do a swift action? You can. I'm going to extend, because I assume I can't I can't use my grappler unless I'm falling a certain amount, so I'm going to just uh, deploy the membranes of my wingsuit. Okay. Can I grab Dern? You can. I'm going to activate my descent thrusters. Okay, well, actually, give me give me an athletics check to grab Dern. Uh, 24. Yep, that's enough. Yeah, I'll let you grab Dern. Um, what happens with your wingsuit, Cody? Do you still take damage from falling? Yeah, it just gives me benefits, and I lessen damage and stuff. Okay, well, here's what I'll say. I will let you try to wingsuit to, like, a branch or something, mm-hmm. and I'll give you an acrobatics check to, like, grab on, swing, and land safely. Sure. That is a 19, although I do get a plus 5 for uh, reducing falling damage checks, as long as I'm falling more than 30 feet. Okay, then yes, I will say that is fine. You manage to grab onto a branch as you are falling and like use that to slow your momentum. You swing, land uh, as Dur- or Merrick and Duran slowly like sink to the ground beside you. And the two are still flying full speed as they open up a portal and a gust of snow blows through. Oh, I was not looking forward to this one. <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll make sure to visit the desert after this, I promise. Yeah, make it's you like feel better. desert, but cold. Yeah, we opened the Arctic portal. Yep. And you guys jump through, and you see them run to the edge of a cliff. You're currently on this snow-capped mountain way, way up in the air. And you see them run to the edge of a cliff and then just jump off. But just jump, like... <laughs> I tried. 
and to they, the edge as well. Oh, I grab onto Merrick. Hop on my back, buddy. I have two two extra arms. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Yoda this so hard and just like get on his back and like. Yeah, I use my two other right. arms to make a seat for him. Oh, so thank you. You look down and it's this steep sloped decline down, and they are just dive bombing with their wings. But you guys are going to have to slide down. If you're mm. going to be carrying Durin, you're going to have a minus on this check. Uh, I thought it was going to be a fall. Fuck. Okay. Um. Nope. So the way it's going to work is you can do an acrobatics check to slide down and avoid the rocks and trees and stuff. Or you can do an athletics check to keep your footing and just run. Uh, that's okay, what I will. I'll do an acrobat. I'll do my acrobatics. Yeah, I don't have to okay, be on your, on your back, Mary. Right. I was hoping for it, but it's okay. I get a 27 athletics. Damn, 22. Okay. 22. Damn, boys, you're killing it. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Um, Merrick and Cody, you're doing athletics, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Durin just on his butt sliding down uh, <laughs> between you and Merrick, Cody, as you guys are just running full sp- strength, like almost on like a 90 degree, like you're you're at like a like a 65 degree angle just running down and hopping over trees. Durin, you're doing like little flips and hops over tree branches and rocks. Then the end of it slopes up and you guys are launched up into the air as you see them enter into a like red hot, sunny, cracked earth plane. All right, time for the savannah. All right, close where I get to a desert. Hey, this is where you wanted to end up, right? It's probably where our monster is, too. As you guys go through the portal into the savannah, you guys are, like, launched up off the edge of this incline and into the air. Merrick, you open the portal, you guys go through it, and then you land sailing through and land into this canyon. And in front of you are several, maybe hundreds of what looks like wildebeests. And the two mercs are flying above them. They pull out two little ob- objects and begin throwing screamer grenades at the opposite end, oh. causing them to stampede against you. Um, oh, what an, we, I what also assholes. have a screamer grenade. So do I. Uh, I uh, you want like, <laughs> screamer grenades versus screamer grenades? Yeah, send, I'm like, it, no. send it back at them. <laughs> throw it down in front of them. I let mine rip too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. As these wildebeests are charging you from the sound of the screamer grenades, scaredling them from behind, you guys just let your fucking screamer grenades rip in front of you, and they put it to a screeching halt and turn around and begin running back the other way. Thankfully, those guys are flying, so they're not going to have to deal with it. But as the wildebeests clear the canyon, the two land in front of you and say, well... I guess we got to do this the old-fashioned way. And they draw their weapons. 